Hello, welcome to the Modern Musclehead Podcast. This is Scott Tuzana of MetabolicMasterpiece.com, along with Brian Cron of BrianCron.com. We're bam! back in action in the BAM. Today we're going to be talking about volume, and let's just dive right into this topic. I think it's it's a topic that there's still there's a lot of confusion out there. So we're going to try to. I don't know if we're necessarily going to set the record straight, but we're going to share our views, our takes, our insights on uh, on volume. So. First of all, I see a lot of people defining volume different out there. (laughs) It's very, I see one person's definition is completely different from another. Brian, you and I seem to be on the same page. I believe the the textbook kind of definition of volume is weight times sets times reps. Um, Personally, myself, so what a lot of people will do to, to gauge their volume or to track their volume would be, look at every single set that they do, how many reps they did, and the weight that they lifted, and they're multiplying them all together. They add it all up at the end of the workout, and they're coming up with this total poundage that they lifted for the workout. So in order to progress, they gotta see that that poundage go up, or not necessarily, yeah, that total poundage that they lifted mm-hmm. um, go up, that, that number there. Mm-hmm. I have never approached my training in that sense. I tend to look at volume in terms of sets and reps for the most part uh what are what are your views what's your take on volume how do you track volume and how do you um, progress through volume yeah i think it's 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 one of those things where it's it's so different between like strength training and and hypertrophy training yeah and you know and i've i've always believed that an experience has taught me that like strength is so much like math and engineering and it's you know, it's, it's having a plan and sticking to it and where these equations are a lot more, they, they, they seem to bear, you know, they seem to kind of work a lot better. Whereas hypertrophy, I don't know, it's a lot more of, it's, it's a lot more of an ex- training experience. Like you're creating stress in the muscle and not, it's not just the weight you're lifting. And that, so to that end, I, I prefer to look at volume. I just keep it really simple, man. I just look at the number of sets that I'm doing. Right. And just, you know, and I've, I've learned different ways to approach it over the years. And I think you have to look at a much more of a big picture kind of approach when you're playing with your volume. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a little more on the artsy-fartsy side when it comes to it. Definitely for hypertrophy. Without a doubt. And, yeah. and I think one of the tough things, like uh, I did have a client ask me about, about my volume because he was, he was going way overboard. I'm, I'm a high volume person. I freaking love volume. Uh, my body responds really well to it, and I enjoy yeah. high-volume workouts. Uh, I recover really well from them for the most part. Uh, always paying attention to that. But he was he's, he's like – so I saw his volume was too high. I'm like, dude, you, need, you definitely need to dial it down. Being yeah. a natural guy, uh, you're going to have a tough time recovering from this. He's like, well, well, what's your volume? And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's tough. <laughs> it's really tough for me to, um, to quantify – yeah. My volume when I'm using a variety of techniques. If I'm I'm doing something like a myo reps or hundred rep sets or drop sets, some of these different intensity techniques that are designed for a lot of the metabolic stress and metabolic fatigue, it it doesn't. Yeah. It, it's tough to kind of to quantify all that and yeah. to really to really get a, wrap your head around because every rep isn't created equal. I could say I've done. X number of sets or X number of reps, and it's going to yeah. look like you'd look at it on paper, and go, "Whoa, you're really overtraining." But I'm using a lighter load to achieve some of those uh-huh. uh, exercises. So, little, little bit of a challenge to really quantify. I tend to just kind of look at, like you said, experience-wise, yeah. looking at 
tracking my programs and having the big yearly plan set yeah. ahead of me and seeing, all right, this is, this is kind of the number of sets. So this is what my workout kind of looks like, the structure. And yeah. I'll know, I can see from month to month, like, whoa, this is, this is a little more yeah. than what I'm used to handling from the previous month. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. I mean, just, again, this is, we're strictly talking hypertrophy. Like, it's not, we're not talking, like, maximal strength training here, which, right, is, a lot, right. which is a lot more numbers and math. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a difference there when we're talking strength and hypertrophy. And, yeah. 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 Yeah, no, yeah, so, yeah, I tend to just, I'll, like, when I start a phase, I'll just, I'll kind of set a base volume, yep. uh, at least for a month, and, and really try to just outperform myself in that given volume constraint, like, try to do more reps or more weights, and kind of keep the volume, like, the set volume, I'm talking about, keep yeah. the sets. Yeah, really that's where, that's where, I mean, yeah. you and I had a conversation about this, you're saying, yeah. well, I just, I'm not going to, I'm going to keep volume the same, but I'm going to try to increase my weight and my reps. Like, well, yeah, that's, know, increasing, yeah. that's increasing volume, Brian, based on the normal definition. Yeah, yeah. But the way we view it, we're really looking at sets. We have a target rep range, and we're going to try to progress on that. And um, we have a weight. We try to progress a little bit on that. But, uh, yeah, bottom line, we want to overall work um, that we're putting in terms of sets, maybe adding in another exercise next month. Yeah, now, yeah I'm, I'm glad you caught me on that because that's something that uh, that's the first thing you have to do is you got to make sure everyone's speaking the same language. It's yeah. like... It's like when people talk about, oh, I train really high intensity. You're right. You're like, okay, wait, wait. What so you're doing? lifting heavy all the time then. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or do you just mean you're lifting really, really hard? Right. You know, are you coming from the weeder school or are you coming from like the exercise science school? You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, I'm glad you caught me on that. Like, yeah, the way I set up volume per se is I'll, I'll keep, you know, at first I'll, I'll start off with just a set amount of sets per exercise and I'll just try to get better at it, either yeah. perform more reps or more weight uh, until I, I don't know, maybe about a month or so or two months or whatever, I feel really kind of comfortable, I'm owning it and then I'll start cranking on more sets of work more of, and that's and that's my way of adding volume. Right, yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's, that's definitely an approach very similar to mine. I, I'm yeah. on that, that same page as well and uh, a lot of times it's not, it's not the weight that's going up. It's I'll progress through, yeah, um, yeah, doing a few more reps, and then I'll, I'll change instead of instead of progressing that way. I'll, I'll add more sets or add a different exercise uh, at the end to change things up. And yeah. line, I'm not. I'm I'm definitely at a point training all these years, like seeing strength numbers go up is it's yeah. a, it's as slow as seeing gains go up at this time. So it's a uh, it's it's definitely a it's a fun little balancing act and. Oh, finding, finding different ways to, to challenge your body with more volume uh -huh. um, that's still safe on the joints and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, I, I do find it interesting. I, I, and again, I'm, this is just going off experience with myself and, and training a lot of people. It's just that, I don't know, people can take a lot of volume, especially if they're, if they're in pretty good shape and they're, they're in a good groove. You could push the volume and get results, I find. I mean, there's a tipping point to everything, obviously, yeah. but, you know, and... So you have to always approach these things with a little bit of caution, but it's just, I don't know. I think people sometimes hold themselves back a little bit too much oh, yeah. uh, on that side of the ledger. I mean, I'd rather see a guy play with his volume than always trying to just, you know, increase his one RM or it, you know, cause that's in my experience, that's what burns you out. Yeah. You know, all those real intensity yeah. Yeah. techniques, yeah. lifting heavy, 
yeah. training for that way. Yeah, I think that's that's yeah. a definite way to burn someone out, especially if their lifestyle, if they're stressed to begin with or anything, yeah. or they're not sleeping much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you start to really see, you can see the overtraining effects yeah. with them when they're doing that. Uh, when yeah. they're doing that. I find it interesting when someone's trying to find their sweet spot with volume. It's like they're trying to find what's what's my ideal volume for training at. Um, and I think it's good to always test your volume, to, to try to yeah. push your limits, see what you can handle without overdoing it. But I think it's good to try to hit that point where you're just about overdoing yeah. it. I think people are trying to find that, that one volume that they excel at or that the body responds best to. But I believe you take the same approach as me where it is like that you said before an ebb and flow where it's it, yeah. you're never trying to train at the same volume you've got it you're no. starting at a base there you build it up but then you got to taper it back down again you never you're never trying to train at as high no. a volume as your body can handle all the time I mean, that's that's a surefire way for yeah. uh, not just overreaching but definitely overtraining oh absolutely like when are you gonna you know at some point you have to you have to back off a little to kind of let your body well, you know, to sound like a bro scientist, kind of let it catch up, like let super compensation occur. Yeah. So, I mean, when do you do that? Frick. Now that's where experience comes in and that's where, you know, being a little more mindful of your training, you know. And lifestyle. And everything. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's a lot of factors that's going. If, if, if a client is stressed out, they got a lot going on in yeah. their life, they're not getting much sleep, trying to challenge their volume at that time may not be... Um, Oh God! Uh, the, yeah. the best approach. Um, yeah, but it's interesting yeah. and trying to set that base. I mean, yeah. there's numbers out there. I see. I see some people um, like textbook based on research out there mm-hmm. um, for advanced lifters, intermediate to advanced lifters, guys, kind of who are yeah. within our demographic here, looking at like upward um, numbers of trying to get in seventy reps. Per workout, so I see the I see that kind of a number as a baseline, and, and to yeah. me again, I have a real tough time even yeah. quantifying that. If I'm doing all straight sets, it's easy for me to kind of all right, I can understand, I can wrap my head around seventy reps. But when I'm throwing in myo reps and hundred rep sets oh. and and drop sets and all that kind of stuff, it just it kind of throws that number out the window. So I mean, it's good to have oh. kind of a little some sort of baseline and that number may be helpful to some people, but I think just kind of having a plan in place, a base plan in place and then trying to build it up from, from there to see what you can handle is, is probably the best approach. Well, and what are the, what exercises are being performed here? You, you yeah. can't, you know, 70, whatever that was, 70 reps or, or however many sets of, of squats is a lot different than the same volume of like cable curls or leg extensions or leg curls, you know, I mean, even little things like if you're doing a lot of grip intensive work, like where you're constantly you got your hands wrapped around a heavy bar, I mean that's that's much more fatiguing. I yeah. mean, there's little, there's a lot of nuances to training that that just don't apply here. I yeah. Mean, so I mean, you always have to look at the total program. And say, okay, where are you? Where's all this volume coming from? I mean, if if you're doing a lot, if it's like squatting and deadlifting, and you're pushing the volume there, I mean, unless you're keeping a lot of reps in the hole. You know, that's where you're kind of going to be setting yourself up where you need to back off a lot faster than if it's, uh, you know, there's lots of dumbbell work and cable work and <laughs> whatever. It's just a totally different type of training. Yeah. yeah, 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 without a doubt. I've also seen uh, charts out there that say, um, 
they kind of show, I mean, with volume there is, there's kind of that, like, when people talk about finding a sweet spot, it's like, you start increasing the volume and, and you're making progress, you're making progress, and then you get to a certain point where you plateau and then it's, it's dropping down again. Yeah. So you're not getting the same effect, same amount of benefit from increasing your volume, the benefits start to get less and less. And I've seen, like for advanced lifters, it's right around that sweet spot is eight sets. And again, mm-hmm. it's going to depend on the exercise that you're doing yeah. and all that stuff. But eight sets per body part per workout mm-hmm. um, is kind of that, that sweet spot for advanced lifters. And mm-hmm. then it decreases a bit. So I see a lot of people take it, well, you should never do more than eight sets. Why bother <laughs> when the other ones are, are less effective? But those other ones, even though you're, you're going up, yeah. you start Why, going down. And, and those, <laughs> like say your 10th your set is going to be just as effective as your sixth set. Um, so... Yeah, but then you got you got to be cautious of you going down. It's it's going to be less and less benefit. So it's just a matter of pushing that envelope and squeezing as much benefit out of every workout as possible. Sure, my last set isn't going to be as effective or produce as much benefit as my first set, but there's benefit to it. And and I think that's uh, how are these sets performed? You know, yeah. like, like how like where is it? Like what's the overall structure of the workout look like? I mean, like I've written hypertrophy phases where the big lifts are, are done last, you know, so that now they're going to be, it's going to be a completely different training effect. I mean, you're not, you're not going to have the strength obviously and focus will be down. So you'll probably, it's just not going to have the same effect on the body. I mean, without a doubt, there's so many, my point being, there's so many variables that have to be controlled here before you can make these huge sweeping rules. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, yeah. And that's, and with bodybuilding, we're, we're always, Change yeah. seems to be the biggest driving factor. We're changing yeah. up our workouts for me every four weeks yeah. or so. Um, so how I perform the bench press this month may not be yeah. how I perform the bench press next month. So progressing yeah. from month to month on the bench press is, I never look at it that way. I'm never, it, cause yeah. like you said, again, if it's strength focused, sure, month to month I can see my progress going up. But it's, it's yeah. tough for me to gauge my, my progress in, in those areas. Uh, one thing with volume, yeah. I really like to look at total volume for the week rather than just yeah, yeah, per yeah. workout. And I think that's where I see yeah. a lot of guys, they, they read that higher frequency training has great benefits, but then they try to keep their volume the same as what they're doing during the body part split routines. And mm-hmm. so training a muscle group once a week, they're, they're hammering their chest, biceps, triceps, all that kind of stuff. And they try to do the same amount of volume multiple times a week. And that's your body. You just can't recover from the, the workouts. So, um, I do find it interesting. I love high volume workouts in the sense of like body part splits where you really freaking crush a body part. But I do find when I train a muscle group, like two to three times per week, the volume per workout for that body part is lower but at the end of the week, I ended up doing more total volume. It just, I may have been able to spread it out and yeah. uh, throughout the week. And um, initially when I started increasing the frequency, I just looked, all right, what do I do? Yeah. I guess I guess my baseline for volume for a higher frequency plan would be to take, what do I do during a body part split routine? And just kind of spread that out through three yeah. different workouts. And that gave me my base and I'm like, well, I can handle this pretty good. I'm recovering really well between workouts, so I start increasing the volume a little bit each workout and then see the point where I, I kind of hit that sweet yeah. spot where I'm like, oh, it's it's time to train again today. I'm not quite feeling recovered from the last workout. And even mm-hmm. that is, 
it's a tough challenge to really know have yeah. you recovered from the last workout. Some people are like, well, I'm not yeah. sore or anything. That must mean I'm recovered. And he, it's, yeah. it's, it's not always, uh, not always the case. And that obviously that opens the door to using more like objective measures. Like maybe you're monitoring your HRV. Uh, I mean, that's a, a lot of people do that. Um, you know, I'm see, you know, I, I see the application of that, especially with people with a lot of external stress, you know, which I, I guess, which is pretty much everybody, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> so that's a little bit more of an objective measure to see, you know, are you recovering properly? Um, again, I'm an admitted bro scientist. I'm kind of of the school of, you know, smile and you'll feel better. In other words, like, you know, start fucking working and, but admittedly that tends to just dig the hole a little bit deeper. But if I'm going to go out on a limb, I think it's where you're using really heavy loads and really big compound lifts. That's when that kind of, ah, oh, screw it, I'll just do it anyway. That's when you really start, uh, that's when you can really put yourself in a slump. Whereas like manageable volume, especially these sets are never taken to failure, like true failure. And it's, you know, they're not huge exercises. We're talking lots of isolation work and what have you. I, I just don't think it's as big of a deal. Like it's not, the risks aren't as high, you know, you know, putting risks in quotations, you know. Right, right. So say we hit our sweet spot of yeah. eight eight sets on our bigger lifts and then start throwing in the isolation exercises yeah. and other accessory yeah. work. It uh yeah, you're you're still yeah. you're you're still gonna be in a pretty good sweet spot there. It's not gonna be yeah. as detrimental as if you were to keep up the heavier lifts at that point. Oh, yeah. And you yeah. really start to see um it can it can have a, a negative effect there. Well, I just see I just see normal dudes with normal jobs, and they're at least four or five times a week, or typically four times a week. They're they're, they're doing at least one of these sets where it's a compound lift taken to absolute balls out failure, you know, and like these, and yeah, you can do that for a while, but that is what really digs a hole, I find. Yeah, with normal people, and that's when you get that when they show up at the gym, they're just like, frick, I don't want to, I don't even want to be here, you know. Yeah. You know, whereas you're, you're not going to dig that kind of a hole, in my experience, uh, like with just extra sets of curls or extra sets of dumbbell presses or whatever. You know, it's just, it's not, again, it's just not that big of a hole, I find. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. What do I, what do I know? <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, uh, yeah, what do we know? Based on experience, based on <laughs> training clients, it's... <laughs> Dude, it's what, it's what we see. It's what we we live and breathe each and every day, and just kind of sharing our insights based on this. And it is it's it's a lot of things. That's where the beauty of having your own training logs, and yeah. not just with numbers that you're lifting, but really keeping a diary of how you're feeling, how you're responding to these things. I think is really crucial, and uh, and key there. Yeah, yeah. Because you know what, man? Like like I, everything matters. Everything yeah. plays into it. Like God, just lifestyle is so huge, especially as you get older. Um, and you, you know, you're, tra- you're not training in a vacuum. There's all these other forces that work on you. And so and training can be a really big stressor and, and everything has, you know, everything, everything writes a check and you only have so much money in the bank. So yeah, yeah, yeah definitely lifestyle, sleep, stress, all those things. Stuff that we'll, we'll save for another time, but yeah, sorry, definitely. Sorry. We're yeah. just supposed to talk about volume. Yeah, but I mean, that, that all plays into it. Those yeah. things all affect yeah. how you're going to manipulate your volume. Um, yeah. It's yeah. definitely something that I enjoy manipulating. Um, 
and I think it's kind of underestimated by a lot of people. They they kind of keep their volume set the same. They're either training low volume, yeah. uh, high frequency type stuff, or they're like trying to go balls out all the time and always kind of testing their limits. And it's always yeah. interesting to see when you start to when you put someone who's so used to just crushing a body part, and then you put them on a higher frequency plan where you have to yeah. dial down the volume a bit each workout. You see them like. Well, I got I gotta do more. I only I only did so many sets. Yeah. What do you? I, they're just itching at it, uh, itching for more. They're so used to more and more and really really crushing body parts. But really kind of playing yeah. around with uh, playing around with it. Really looking at total weekly volume. And I think that's when I look at the big picture or show people clients the big picture that yeah you're used to crushing a body part once a week like this. Uh-huh. Spread it out twice a week, three times a week, maybe even more. And they see the total volume they lift at the end of the week. They're like, "Oh, okay. It's uh, there's there's benefits there, and there's benefits to both." I freaking love the crushing it, yeah. the body part split, and I love doing the higher frequency stuff. I really see the body responding in different ways um, by adjusting that. So adjusting volume, frequency, yeah. intensities—they all freaking they tie in together. Yeah. They feed off of each other. They can't really have one interchangeably without the the other. Uh, they all got to work together. It's interesting. I mean, I, I do enjoy, I don't do it very often, but I do enjoy doing phases, um, you know, like the classic, you know, high intensity training, you know, the classic, like the Mike Menser, Dorian Yates, what did they call it last, you know, dog crap. It, you know, it, yeah. it, it cycles through about every five years. Yeah. I mean, that's a really effective way to train, but I, again, I think even though it's only, you know, one or two sets per body part, I mean, like it's all these ramping sets and then you do this yeah. one big and it's almost funny, all these warm-up sets. But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I do find that people will overtrain, especially normal humans. You always have to quantify. Normal humans will overreach much faster that type of plan, I find, because they take that one set to just balls out. Um, and it just, I don't know, I just it's, it's supposed to be better for recovery because the, the volume is supposedly lower, but in my experience, it just, it gasses people just as fast. Yeah. Um, but hey, we're, we're yeah, for Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's the beauty of period, yeah. periodizing your your yeah. plan and really looking at the big picture yeah. there and seeing where will this fit in, and then what would it, what do I need to do afterwards to kind yeah. of recover from that overreaching yeah. phase. So yeah, it all that's big picture, man. Big picture too. But do you ever watch those Dorian Gates videos oh, for the nineties? The black and whites, man. Nuts, dude. Just that's nuts. dope. Yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. yeah, yeah. It's definitely. It lights a fire under my butt for sure. Yeah. Like I can't train that way. No, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. I'll feed off their motivation. Yeah. I'll feed off their work ethic and just yeah. forcing me to push a little more. All right, dude. I'd say that's All a right. wrap. Two Ooh. bros giving our insights on our views. Our, our wow, we program volume into uh, our yearly plan. Our, our views on what volume really is and how we make adjustments and. Hopefully people gain some value from our insights. We'd love to hear from you guys. So leave some comments below. Again, we're all over the place here. Uh, BrianCron.com, MetabolicMasterpiece.com. We're on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, and Blab. We're all over the freaking place. So look us up. We'll have some links below. And uh, thanks for joining us uh, again for another episode. Later. Peace.